Financially Free with Cleo. Hey, this is Cleo with CleoYogaFinance.com, and we are here for another episode of Financially Free with Cleo, a show where we shift mindsets with real and raw money conversations with everyday people, empowering you to take action, appreciate the journey, and live the lifestyle you desire financially, mentally, and physically. Although year 2020 has been quite intense for some of us, we are not allowing it to hold us back. And we're gonna make sure that we are pushing forward towards greatness and we continue to do the work to reach our financial goals. And today we have a very special guest today, Eric Cloy. He is a Memphis native that currently lives in Nashville, Tennessee, which is my hometown, by the way. And I am so excited for you to be here. And I'm very, very appreciative of your time today. And he owns a Black Empowerment Apparel company, Conrad's Apparel. And the company's mission is to inform the misinformed of the beauty of being Black. And we're going to talk about money, entrepreneurship, and why we need to embrace and support our Blackness. Welcome to the show, Eric. How are you doing today? I'm all right about yourself. I am doing really good. Now, I for those of you who are watching on video, I am wearing a green hoodie from Conrad's Apparel. And I chose to wear this hoodie today because, of course, you know, we're going to be talking about money. And, you know, money is green. And the other reason is because of the message on the shirt. It's protecting my peace. And the reason why I chose this because protecting my peace is a very important goal of mine. And I strive to do it all the time. And I realize when I am protecting my peace, I'm more focused, productive, and I'm definitely allowing not the, take it, the toxic and negative emotions and vibes to get away so I can actually do what I want to do in life. So I'm just going to go ahead and jump on in here. So Eric, if you could just tell us about your childhood, how you grew up, and when and how you first learned about money. So yeah, um, I grew up in a single parent household, um, just me and my mom. So as far as finances, um, she never really discussed finances with me. Um, I used to see her, you know, struggling with certain things, but didn't kind of understand what was going on at the time. But the older I got, I started looking back on things and um, just saw how she struggled with paying certain stuff or defaulted with certain stuff. So Looking back on it, I wish she would have had those conversations with me so I could um, avoid making those same mistakes. But, you know, we never had that type of conversations about money. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, that's really, really um, important to acknowledge. Um, I, too, grew in a single parenthood as household as well. And um, as we get older, we do start to kind of reflect on how we grew up and things that our parents taught us or didn't teach us to prepare us for, you know, our adulthood. Yeah. Do you yeah. ever have any conversations with your mother as an adult about money and the past and present? I don't, but part of 2020, um, I've had a lot of time to reflect on things and the relationship with my mom being one of them. Um, so we have a few more hurdles to get over before we talk about finances, but that's part of that, that message that you have on your about protecting your peace um just dealing with her and others in general um, i just have to make sure i'm protecting my peace as i go forward yes most definitely i think it's really important to protect your peace not just you know for different areas in our lives but definitely when it comes to the finances i know it's not always easy to talk about money especially with certain family members that are close to us but we have to take care of ourselves first in order yeah. to really take care of ourselves and also help others as well. So thank you for sharing that. And I wanna know about some money experiences that you've had as a young adult um, throughout your adult years. Uh, what are some money experiences you could share with us, good or bad, um, that you feel that it would inspire and help someone else? So I'm gonna start with the good because we always like to hear the good news first, um, be the bashful ass. Um, so my aunt, she's probably my go-to person when it comes to life experiences or advice, whatever. So she's told me a few gems along the way. Um, one of them being to make sure that you save 
enough money to get you through three to six months of unexpected emergencies type things. So if something comes up, you at least have that that um that savings to fall back on. So I try to I try to do that now as well. It's going on from three to six months to probably like a year, just in case something happens. So just make sure you build up the savings. Um, another one, I made notes, so I'm looking at my my notes. Yes, go ahead. Um, so another tidbit that she gave me, uh, she's been married for, I don't know, 20, 30 years, something like that. But her and her husband, they meet up once a week uh, for lunch or whatever, and they discuss finances for the upcoming week or the upcoming month, just to make sure that um, they have everything in line. They're on the same page. Um, so I thought that was beneficial and could help in my future relationships. Um, so I thought that was pretty neat that they do that. Yeah, I totally agree. I know with um, just with my financial coaching clients, but just also when I'm talking to friends or family members, I always express how important it is to have weekly money dates, of course, at least once a month, but sometimes it's easier to like break it down into, you know, meeting with yourself at least every week, once a week, every seven days, just check in with yourself to see, okay, did I create a budget or am I following my budget or did something unexpected pop up that I couldn't take care of and why not? So it's really good to follow up and check in with ourselves. So whether we're single in a relationship or we're married, it's really important to have those conversations because if we don't, we'll just, it's sometimes we may want to just go with the flow, but it definitely pays to really like sit down. It's not always fun, but you have to sit down and look at everything to see how are you really doing to see what's working, what's not working. So I'm glad that you have someone to look to for something like that to really learn from, because sometimes we may not get it from our own parents, but to have other people in our lives, whether if it's friends or family members or someone that we met along the way to kind of give us insight on how we should operate with our finances as when we're single and when we get into relationships because that's a whole nother uh experience when you're dealing when it's just you versus you know dealing with it when you're sharing expenses and finances with someone yeah I agree um if it wasn't for her I don't know where I would get my finance um education from so I'm grateful for her so yeah well, um, that's good. let's see um bad I put like early on, I wasn't paying my bills on time. I would kind of like, like you said earlier, going with the flow, like, uh, I get around to it or um, they don't need the payment this month, they'll get it next month, type of things like that. Um, mm -hmm. But it kind of hurt in the long run as far as with your credit situation and payment history and stuff like that. So that was in my early, um, I guess, late teens, early twenties. Um, so yeah. Mm -hmm. Thanks for sharing that too, because I too felt the same way in my early 20s where, you know, you kind of, you're starting to get the feel of how it is to really live on your own and pay bills and things like that. And it's, 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 you don't take it as seriously at first, especially if you weren't talked to about money as a kid, about how it's important to manage your money properly so I can work for you and you can reach the goals that you want to reach. But I know for me, I was very trifling with my money early on and yeah. I was in denial about it a long time. But once I started to see how I really wanted to live my life, I was just like, Cleo, you, you need to get it together. And I stopped, you know, using those excuses that nobody taught me or no one showed me, but I had to at least start it to research and learn myself in order for other people who had that expertise to really show me and teach me things. So um, thanks for sharing that because that's where it starts is acknowledging things that we may have done or didn't do right in order for us to get to where we really wanna make those better decisions in life. Yeah, um, I guess that goes back to our first topic was just your childhood. Um, you know, our parents aren't the most perfect people. Um, but you would hope that they would try to set you up for success in certain areas. Mm -hmm. um, that's something I wish I did have a conversation with her. Um, being a single parent, maybe that's something the other parent would have stepped up and taken care of. Um, but it's just um, just part of life. You have to go through it, live it, experience it yourself, and 
try not to make the same mistakes over and try to teach someone else how not to make those mistakes as well. Yes, most definitely. And I agree with you, you kind of, we wish they would have had these conversations. Um, just a, a quick short story. When I was in college at Tennessee State University, my, I still lived at home with my mom because we live right up the street and my mom's house was foreclosed on and she didn't tell me. I had no clue that she was experiencing any, like over the years I had noticed different things of my mom struggling with finances, but I never thought it would get to that point. And I was so upset that she didn't tell me because I was like, I could have got another job. I could have took less hours at school, but she, I was, I'm a first generation college student. So she just wanted me to focus on school and you know, my part-time job that I was working and I had my daughter. So she didn't want to stress me out with that type of uh, pressure, but the type of person I am, I would have done anything I could do to try to help her keep it. So it's just things like that. I wish she would have told me, but as an adult, I can see why she may have been hesitant to say certain things, but I do yeah. think it's important for us to have conversations with our kids about money because we're going to have to learn eventually, <laughs> you know, and it's like the more we, and I know sometimes parents do the best jobs that they can. Sometimes they don't even know any better. Um, but I still think that, hey, if, if you don't know, let's learn together. Let's figure it out. Because there were some things that I didn't know that I learned together with my daughter or I learned and taught my daughter. So I do think it's important for us to have those money conversations as early as possible. Because these kids, we, you know, as kids, we learned a lot early. We was watching all kinds of stuff, doing all kinds of things. So when it comes to money, I don't think that should, I don't think that should be something that we should avoid, especially if we're, if we're a little nervous about it. I think we should get uncomfortable and talk about it and have these conversations. And I think it'll lead to more positive financial experiences too. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So we're going to go on to the next question. So I know, just like we mentioned, it's good to talk about, you know, the good and the bad, but I want to know, what do you feel is your biggest money mistake? I know sometimes we have certain things that we reflect on in the past that we felt wasn't, you know, a good feeling that we experienced, but what do you feel like is at the top of that list that you feel is like your biggest money mistake? I guess, I mean, we already touched on it, not paying bills. Um, I recently bought a home probably two or three years ago. And moving from Memphis to Nashville, I had bills in Memphis that I was like, yeah, I'm moving to Nashville. I ain't got to worry about it. So mm -hmm. it ended up biting me later on because they looked at it and was like, well, you didn't pay this. It's been, I forgot the legal term or whatever. It just, just mess. I just created a mess for myself trying to move forward. Mm -hmm. the home buying process so <clears throat> that's that's one of my biggest ones that I could think of um other than that <laughs> signing up for that free 20 cds for a penny <laughs> <video. laughs> back oh, in the day <laughs> um yeah other than that I can't think of any other money mistakes that I made mm -hmm. that I could just you know slap myself for um besides just paying bills on time mm-hmm and I know sometimes we, uh, even speaking for myself too, back then, I really didn't think it was a big deal not paying it on time. But that's when it really hits you when you're trying to do something bigger than you've ever done, like purchasing property. Then you start to realize those things you thought really wasn't that big of a deal. Now you realize, now it's like a barrier in between what I'm trying to get to financially. So it's good to acknowledge you know, what happened, but it quickly figure out, okay, how can I resolve this? So I can't really purchase this home or do whatever other financial goals I have set for myself, but there's always a way. That's the good thing is that it's never too late. And there's always a way to fix it or to make something better, but avoiding it definitely will keep you <laughs> in the same position or falling backwards. So I've, I've definitely experienced avoiding paying for things until you realize, yeah, I think I need to pay attention and give this some of my time and energy so I can get rid of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's part of the learning process. Um, me going through that experience uh, will allow me to, I guess, inform my family members behind me to not make those same mistakes or at least you know, try to pay their bills. If you can't, you know, come to me, I'll try to help you out, mm -hmm. stuff like that. So just, just pay your bills on time and just, that's my advice. Yes, most definitely. <laughs> and I'm definitely holding that in my mind too, because for example, 
paying my rent on time, like when it's due, that was something I used to never do. I used to wait, you know, sometimes you have to the third or fifth, depending on where, where you're saying if you're renting. But for me, I just said, well, I have, I really have to the end of the month because, you know, they won't really start the eviction process until toward the end of the month. And I was so trifling <laughs> with that. But then I realized that is just terrible. So when I share with people the things I've been through financially, like I've been through it so uh, it's really good to reflect and just know that you've grown and that you have made changes because uh, that's something that I used to think that I felt like I was in such a deep hole that I could never get out of it but it's reflecting and knowing that I'm not perfect but I know I can become better too yeah uh, we can put ourselves in a deep hole like a tough bind sometimes and feel like you can't get out this situation but the advice I would give is just take small chunks out of that whole instead of trying to tackle everything at once um kind of prioritize um you know your highest bill or whatever to the lowest and take care of the lowest and just move your way up um mm -hmm. that's how i got out of certain situations myself that's really important too is taking it piece by piece step by step uh, i think sometimes we can get overwhelmed thinking oh i have to do this whole list of things you know these list of 30 50 things but when you start taking it down the brick by brick, piece by piece, step by step, it becomes and feels more attainable. So I know that's something that worked for me as well is not, yes, thinking of the overall picture, but also looking at, okay, what is my first or next step? Let me just focus on that step, you know? And then once that's done, let me take the next step. And then there'll be times where you can take a few steps at a time, you know, once you start to gain more traction and get more financial wins. Yeah. And what do you feel is your biggest, well, your best money decision? I know you said you just purchased a home. So would that be your biggest money, your best money decision? Or do you have something else that you've experienced that would be considered your best money decision? Um, that would be my best money decision, but um, something that I do for myself to keep my savings up. I have, I have four bank accounts. Um, and what I do is <clears throat> once I get paid, I have a certain percentage go towards one bank account to the other one, mm -hmm. just so I can make sure that, you know, I have money somewhere instead of having hundred percent of my income come to my primary bank. Then I take out of that and then I'm done. I don't have any money, but at least I know I have, you know, X amount over here, X amount over here, just in case something falls through. So that's one of my best money-making decisions, I guess, um, aside from the purchasing of a home that could, um, where it has already built up equity and can help me purchase other things on down the line. So that's a good decision. Yeah, I like that you shared the multiple bank accounts because I think that is important. Um, I know for me early on, you know, I just had my regular primary checking account where my paychecks were deposited and I would spin out of the same account, but it is beneficial to have multiple checking accounts, uh, multiple savings accounts for, you know, different reasons, like you said, so you don't feel like this is the only source where you have your income going into, and that way you can become more organized too. It helps. It helps a lot. So like I said, it's a journey that everyone has to go through themselves and figure out what works for them. Mm -hmm. um, but that's that that works for me. So instead of me saying I have um, X amount of money to play with after paying my bills, then I deplete that. Mm -hmm. At least I know I have, you know, other backup accounts, I guess. Yeah. And I think that's something else that's important is, you know, seeing what works for you and that you can try different things to see what works best. Because I think we all have different personalities we learn different certain things are user friendly to one person and may not be the same for the other person so it is good to really try out different things to see what works best for you that's going to help you reach the goals that you're trying to reach but definitely getting organized with the bank accounts is a great start yep. Yep. yeah all right so we're going to go on to your business conrad's apparel so i want to remind you that i do love your mission and i just want to share it with everyone it is a black owned clothing apparel company with the mission to inform the misinformed of the beauty of being black 
So what is the why behind Conrad's Apparel? And when was the moment that you decided to start this company? Yeah, the why, pretty much the mission statement sums it up. Um, a lot of people, um, I would say just, they don't value like the importance or the, the looking for the word, um, the, like I feel lucky to be black. So some people don't understand that. So I have, I just think of stuff in my head on how to um, translate how I feel to others so they can understand better. Um, so that was a why. Um, and kind of what, what I, how it started was I would wear different shirts with different slogans, um, black empowerment slogans. And people would ask me um, where I got it from or compliment me on them or whatever. So I just thought like, well, instead of me, you know, telling them where I got it from, I can in the future tell them it's from my company and here's my business card and you can buy it from me or whatever, whatever. So that's what sparked it. Um, what was the other part of the question? Uh, when was the moment that you decided to start it? But I guess you kind of covered that too. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, yeah, um, I had the idea in mind for a while, probably two or three years. Um, but with work and other stuff coming up, just got in the way. Mm -hmm. um, but with the climate we're in today, um, it kind of helped spark my um, desire to just be a part of what's going on. Like, you know, going out and protesting or whatever, or, you know, we were voting and stuff like that, that's important. But I just wanted to think of a way to, I guess, assist people that are introverted or tired of kind of reiterating certain statements or just tired, just pretty much tired of everything. Just let the apparel speak for itself and go from there. So that's why I create these different statements or affirmations like one you have on protecting my peace. Um, just stuff that's in my brain that I just wanted to just let out. So. Well, I'm so glad you did because one of my favorite things is hoodies. Like I would wear this all day, every day and they'll be able to wear something in colors that I like. But also with messages that are not just messages, like they actually mean something. You feel something when you see them, when you hear them. And I think more people need to see more positivity, especially when it comes to Black people, even before 2020 and everything that it's brought when it comes to Black empowerment. I've always felt this way as well. I feel thankful. I feel grateful to be Black. Never wish I was anything else other than Black. And I think sometimes we have to do better so we can show people that are younger than us, kids, that you should be grateful and be happy and don't be ashamed or embarrassed of being Black. So that's one of the reasons why I support Conrad's Apparel and I really enjoy all the messages that you are sharing. And what do you see in the future for Conrad's Apparel? Yeah, well, when you're speaking, I just thought about a situation. I wanted to give you an example of my, my message. So one of my favorite slogans that I have on my apparel is the protect, love, cherish, support black women one. Mm -hmm. So that means a lot because like I have a lot of important people in my life and of course they're black because I'm black, but auntie and mother and stuff like that, cousins and stuff. So I was in um, a grocery store and I had the shirt on that said, they had the slogan protect, love, cherish, black women, whatever. And this white woman, they worked there she was reading it out loud and she was you know she was like protect love respect support cherish and she got to the end it was like black women that should say all women and i was like well it doesn't it says black women but that 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 motivated me more to continue with creating these statements because it's just so many people that don't understand the message and they feel like it doesn't pertain to everyone um so it just it just fueled my fire with that so i just wanted to share that story thank you for sharing that i appreciate that because it's important for people to hear it because i feel frustrated when i hear and see 
experiences like that because I know sometimes other people may wonder, well, why you all have shirts and hats and sayings about black this and black that when it should say all and it's like you don't get it <laughs> you know yeah. it's like it's like we can we can only do so much and if they're not getting it at some point it's just like you know what now well actually you know what I think some people get it they just want to be messy and be mean and vindictive you know and it's like this shirt clearly says black. And if you can't respect it, you can really look the other way. <laughs> you know, you don't have to keep reading. You don't have to support it. But I do appreciate the people who do see it. They support it, not just in private, but they support it in public too. And it's just examples like you just shared happens every single day. And sometimes it makes us frustrated and angry. And then sometimes you just have to shake your head and walk away. Cause it's like, oh, is this worth my time entertaining you today <laughs> when it comes to this? So I feel like having it on shirts, you know, we wear shirts and hoodies all the time. I feel like it's a good way to be out there and support the message without having to always speak every single time. You see it here on my shirt, wear it loud and proud. So that's why I really uh, enjoy reading the messages and I continue, I hope to see more of that from you as well. Yeah, I have more, but like I said, that was that was my goal. Um, instead of me um, conversing with people inside my circle, now my apparel can reach other people and have other people read certain statements and be like, you know, it's pretty dope. Uh, maybe I maybe I should you know check myself and see if I'm um, supporting a person of color in my workplace or something like that. Just hopefully it can go that route. So that's the that's the goal. Yes. Well, we're speaking it to an existence. It already is, and it's going to continue to do so. So I'm very proud of you and excited about more to come with Conrad's Apparel. And all right, so we're going to go to the next thing is financial freedom. So I know when we talk about financial freedom, you know, financial freedom to me could mean something different to you. And your definition of financial freedom could mean something different to the next person because we all have different needs different wants, different interests, different personalities. So I want to know, what does financial freedom mean to you? To me personally, um, it means to not have to worry about anything when it comes to finances. Um, you know, in the back of your mind that the stream or multiple streams of, in of income that you set up for yourself will take care of your expenses, whatever they may be. Um, so that's just freedom from um, worry about worrying about the next bill or next vacation or expense or whatever you got to cover. So that's my definition for myself. Yeah. And I'm glad you mentioned the multiple streams of income. I know when I was younger, I would hear people say it or I would read about it, but I really didn't like take action to really make sure I had multiple streams of income. But as I got older and experienced certain things, I realized that, okay, when I have an income that stops or slows down, I need something else to uh, be working for me to help me not just, you know, pay bills because we don't want to just live just to pay bills, but I want to have more money flowing in to do the things that I really enjoy too things that make me happy and make me smile and give back to other people as well. So that multiple streams is a big one. And I think more conversations needs to be had about how to create the multiple streams of income too. And I'm sure you've probably um, experienced that with, you know, with one of your streams being the comrades apparel. Yeah. Um, same here. I would want to have a stream of income that I solely use for vacationing or your primary one, maybe your place of employment. Okay, I'm gonna use that just to pay bills or you know, just have these different avenues to take care of certain needs, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. All right, so now we're gonna to jump to money in black communities. Now, I know even before this year, there are lots <laughs> of talk about money in black communities. And of course we know that there's different types of Black communities out there. But of course, we know at the forefront of a lot of conversations is Black communities where people have lower income or considered poor Black communities. And sometimes people feel that they're 
aren't enough resources or people there to educate people and help people elevate financially. So I would like to know what are your thoughts on money in the black community and how do you feel, what do you feel we can do to help each other as a community also help ourselves, but I really believe that there is power in community and teamwork and helping each other versus just trying to do it by ourselves or only help ourselves. But I just want to know what are your thoughts on how can we really help each other elevate in black communities? think um i think having conversations like this is important to see other people that look like you um talk about their experiences or give certain advice that someone else may have gave given to them um like i said with my mom she didn't have a conversation so chances are she probably didn't have a conversation with her mom or parents or whatever so it's like a never-ending cycle um and if we can figure out a way to break that um, disconnect on how to communicate with our loved ones. It's, it just doesn't have to be your kids. It can be your cousins or your nephew or whatever. Um, just have that that conversation. Um, I know it can be uncomfortable sometimes sharing your what can be perceived as failures with others because you don't want to come off as you know failure to anyone. But if you know they're your family, then they're gonna love you no matter what. Um, so. As far as the black community, um, I feel like we have a bad habit of spending money before we have the money um, or trying to, I guess, fake it until you make it type of thing or impress others. Um, so that's that's a bad habit. I don't know how we can shake it. I think it's, it's, it's possible. Anything is possible. But I feel like it's so ingrained in our lifestyle or community that it's going to be hard because you know people that would they'll have this expensive car or expensive purses um, outfits and stuff like that but they're still either living at home with their parents or renting or something like I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying like you could have used those funds to set yourself up for something greater um just an example um and when it comes to um, supporting, I just feel like having a black business myself, I'm now on the other side of seeing how hard it is to receive support from people inside your own community. Um, it's like we have to work twice as hard to convince them or convince the consumer that your product is worthy enough for their dollar. Um, it's just, it's a lot to come with that. I understand that, like I had this conversation with a friend of mine a few weeks ago, um, quick example. Um, he came across someone that was selling candles, a black business. She was selling candles. Um, he got the price from her and she said the price was, I believe, let's just say it was $25 per candle. He was like, oh, man, I can go to Bath and Body Works and get a candle for $20 or cheap or whatever. Why should I come spend 25 with you? I'm like, look, you can't compare a corporation to a single business owner because, you know, it's a lot that goes into that. Um, Bath and Body Works, they can um, kind of cut costs because they're getting discounts on their supplies or they have so many people buying stuff that they can run sales. Like, all right, we can give you, we can give you three counters for $30 or something like that. They can afford to do that. But when you're dealing with a newly black owned business or a person that's doing it by themselves, they have to pay for the supplies, the marketing, the time that they have to make each product. It's, it's a lot that goes into that. And some people don't understand that and they expect a discount off the top to compare to other <laughs> to compare the other businesses. But I feel like if you're a business owner like that, if you lower your price by any, if you've lowered it, say if, if it's $25, Bath and Body Works is doing it for 20 and you lower it to 20, then you're doing yourself a disservice because you're going to take, you're going to take that hit somewhere versus shipping versus mm -hmm. profit versus just anywhere. And why should I, as a business owner, 
take a hit when I'm trying to be just as good as what I'm doing just as the next person. So it's it's just a lot to me mm-hmm. that goes into the the black community um, and just having to, um, uh, I hate to say it, but just fight for their business. So it's like, yeah. I feel like if my product, just not my product, but any product, if it's, mm-hmm. if it's comparable to the next, as far as quality and um, all that stuff, then I, we shouldn't have a conversation on why my price is what it is. It's, it is what it is. So if you, you know, support, support, but I don't want to have to plead my case um, mm-hmm. or that. And I feel like that's, that's a big negative in our community that I've experienced. Yes, I totally agree with everything. Like before I started my own business, you know, I didn't, of course I knew about business, but it is true when you start doing your own business and you learning everything, like, you know, when you're first starting out, like you have a million jobs, you know, you're doing all these different things. And when you put something out there, people will expect something for free or a discount or question, you know, why your price is what it is, but you don't question, you know, Target or Starbucks or, you know, these are larger corporations, of course, but I think sometimes, I think that is something we have to shift those types of mindsets. It's like, there are people out there who get it and they truly understand and they support, even if they're, even if they don't have their own business, they do support. And, you know, if they say, if you say your price is this, if they like your product or your service, then they're going to try it out or buy it. I know for me, I'm going, I'd rather pay for some, like I'm, I'm not the type of person. I don't, I don't even want to say, well, what you got a discount or how can I get it for free? No. Like, what is your price? What's the product? And if I like it, I rather buy it. Like I want to pay for other people's services and products. And I know for my business, it was mainly service-based business, but I, you know, this year I recently started a product, which is the financial affirmation cards. And, you know, when you start thinking about the shipping and all the things that goes into it, it's like, it, you have to make sure you're making a profit. You know, it's not just a hobby. Yes, I, yes, I enjoy it. I love it. But we got to make money off of this as well for us to be able to continue putting it out there and helping other yeah. people. So I do think that that's some conversations we have to have in our black communities is about, you know, not just for those who are entrepreneurs or business owners, but the for consumers too, when you're buying things. Um, and then also when you talked about having those money conversations, I do think it's important to start there too, because for me personally, I was very nervous and afraid and a little ashamed to talk about my money experiences because I felt like nobody else really would understand where I was coming from. I was embarrassed about a lot of my money decisions because I just thought nobody else could possibly be this <laughs> trifling with money. I was like, nobody could possibly have done all the stuff that I've done. Like nobody could be this crazy. But then I had to realize, but what helps me was hearing other people's stories. So I would meet people and they would share their testimonies and talk about things that they've been through. And I'm just like, so it's not just me experiencing things that would be considered negative financial situations. Like at, now that I'm older, I realize, yeah, they could be considered failures or something negative, but I knew it was something that helped me grow and learn, but I wasn't, it wasn't easy for me to talk about it and not to uh, friends, family members, or even, uh, you know, people that I would just meet. It was very hard, but once I started to connect with other people and they talked about their issues and their experiences, I started to let my guard down and open up and talk about it. And then when I would start posting things about it on social media and people would like text me if they had my number or they would DM me or send me a message and like, Cleo, I'm so glad you posted about that. I'm just like, so somebody read it and it helped them, you know? So I was like, okay, you know, now I see where, now I'm not saying that we should tell the whole world all of our business, but I think that there are some stories that we should share so people know that they aren't alone, that they, are not the only ones that have experienced something that they wouldn't feel is great, but we don't have to stay there. You know, we can grow and elevate and become better. And like you said, a lot of things are ingrained in the black community, especially when you mention about, um, you know, the clothes and the purses and especially with social media, you know, we're scrolling on there. People, sometimes we can compare ourselves to other people and we can, 
feel like we got to spend money to look a certain way. And, you know, we see all these people traveling to these different countries. Now I'm going to pay and go travel here when don't, sometimes you don't even have the money to really travel, but you want to look like, oh, you're traveling the world too. And this is just based on conversations that I've had with uh, people in my life too. And I think when you start to really focus in on who you really are and where you really want to go and how you really want to live your life, you can get to a point where you can do the things you really want to do and not, you know, be struggling behind the scenes, you know? Yeah. Um, take it back to one of your statements about you um, opening up to other people and them coming out to you saying that they were glad that you shared that. Um, so something I tell myself a lot is one person's testimony is, I forgot what I told myself. One person's testimony <laughs> is, can set, can set somebody up for having a testimony of their own. I don't know how I put it in my brain, but basically if you share what you've gone through, then that person could avoid going through it as well. So it's just something I tell myself um, when it comes to sharing information with family. I'm working on the fan stuff because, you know, as you get older, your circle decreases and the people that like, you know, that they're for you or won't judge you for certain things. You know, you don't, you feel comfortable opening up with them about certain mm -hmm. things, but the financial and um, relationship stuff, that's, I think that's two of the biggest things that make people uncomfortable sharing with people. Cause you just don't want people to, they don't really know you for you, judge you. Um, mm -hmm. But like I said, I think it's important to have conversations like this to, um, like I said, have people that look like you that may have been through certain things, talk about it. And then you can become more open or comfortable with sharing your experiences with someone else. Mm -hmm. And I think it really helps us to become better in, you know, different areas of our lives, because when we talk about money, it does affect all these other areas, you know, it affects our relationships with our family, with our friends, you know, with, with the relationships, it affects, you know, our jobs, our businesses. So I think the more we open up and talk about it, the more we can be open to receive more of the things that we really, really want. So I definitely have experienced it myself personally. I know when I opened up more and talked about it, just more things just started falling into my life that I actually desired. I just feel like that was one of the reasons, you know, I feel like me isolating myself and just being quiet about a lot of things didn't really serve me at all. But now I realize there's power in talking about it even if it's just one person that you could talk to, I feel like that's helpful. And yes, it's important to talk about it and share your story, but it could just be someone, just you and another person in the house together. It doesn't have to be on social media necessarily or you know, talking to the world, but I do feel like at least talking with someone really helps you and it helps the other person, other people that's hearing it. Yeah, it could help your, um, your mental health. Um, it could be therapeutic with just unpacking or releasing some of these feelings that you've had about yourself and may beat yourself up about. And then that other person, if they love you, um, you're like, you know, well, I've had similar experiences or that doesn't define who you are, or, you know, you can get it out uh, versus, you know, holding all in and judging yourself for the life that you know, we're all living life. This is our first time living life. So we don't have a, a blueprint on how to live life and be perfect. No, nobody's perfect. So mm -hmm. it, it's, it just helps get it out. Yeah. And it does give you that confirmation that it's like, we all know we're not perfect, but sometimes we try to be as close as we can get, but it does give me that reminder that I'm not perfect. I'm not superwoman. Yes. I make mistakes and I'll make some more mistakes, <laughs> but now that I get, as I get older, I start to learn more about myself and things that I know I need to do to really reach the goals that I've set for myself. But I just know that was one of my big struggles is being open and talking about things. And just like you said about the finances and the relationships, like I never talked about any about anybody about that period. <laughs> and I just kind of felt like, what's the point of talking about it? But, you know, I'm 35 now and now I realize there's power in talking about things. There's power in writing things down, getting things out. Because if you hold it in, 
it's just going to fester and then you'll start to have, you know, headaches, body aches, and then you'll just start to just feel like crap every day. <laughs> and it's yeah. like, you, you just can't hold it in. You have to have some type of outlet, you know, a variety of different ways to get it out. And one of that is talking to people about it. And that's something that helped me. And I see that it's helped you too. So I hope other people out there will get the courage to start talking about it more. Uh, that way it can lead you to more things that you really desire. Yep. Yep. Yeah, thank you. All right, so now we're gonna get to just getting to know you just a little bit more. I think it's important for us to focus on, you know, elevating our lives and working and crushing those goals. But I think sometimes it's helpful to, you know, think about things that makes us laugh and smile and relax. So we just want to get to know you a little bit better. <laughs> so I'm gonna ask you a couple questions and just um, share with us what it is. All right, so first one is, what is your favorite food? Food. Uh, I don't want to be cliche and say chicken, but I really do like chicken. Like chicken is, it's good. Um, so I would say, no, nah, I'm gonna say tacos. That's my favorite. Okay, tacos. tacos. All right. Yeah. What is your favorite movie? My favorite movie is Juice. It's an Odie, but it's my favorite. So. I like that movie too. <laughs> what is a book that you've read that you would recommend others to read? Um, I am on my third time reading the autobiography of Malcolm X. Mm. Um, I read it and now I read it twice, but now I'm listening to it on Audible. Um, it's being narrated by Lawrence Fishburne. And he gives, he gives like a different, mm, perspective because when you read a book you read it in your voice <laughs> but mm -hmm. when you hear from someone else it's kind of like they're they're telling you a story and mm. that's one of my um that's one of my idols is Malcolm X um, just hearing his his journey and um the stuff that he went through to get to to get him to where he ended up being um as far as um you know, his mom, I want to give you a Malcolm X background story, but you know, his, <laughs> uh, his mom had X amount of kids. Um, mm -hmm. The dad died because of violence or whatever. So the system split him up, the kids. So we had to go live with his sister. Mm -hmm. um, but that, that unfortunate event kind of put him in a situation or um, I guess where he needed to be to become who he needed to be. So I like, I like stories that tell the journey. Um, so that's just one I would recommend. Okay. And I, I was taking a little note here. I didn't know that Lawrence Fishburne narrated the book. So I put it down yeah. on my notes so I can add it to my list of things to listen to and read. So thanks for sharing that one. <laughs> Cause I like Lawrence Fishburne. I was like, oh, okay. Check that out. Yeah. All right. So good. yeah. Okay. Are you almost done with it or you just started? I think I'm in chapter three, so I'm not even halfway listening. Okay. So, um, but yeah. Okay. All right. So next one is your favorite place to travel. My favorite place to travel or my favorite place that I have traveled to? I'm sorry. Your favorite place that you have traveled to? I'm just, I didn't know if that was how you wanted to, to do it because <laughs> I like to travel so that that That's means two true. different things. I need to clarify. I need to re reword that question. Yeah. But yes, that, it's a, uh, yeah, travel to that you've already traveled to that you would consider one of your favorites. <laughs> all right. Well, I can, I can answer them both ways. Um, okay. Yes. I would like both. So one of my, well, one of my favorite places to travel to is California. Um, I just like going out there and feeling the vibe and just being out there. Um, I feel like it's, it's my uh, persona, I guess, um, just California in general. The favorite place I've traveled to would be Egypt, Cairo, Egypt. Um, I went there last year and just, just experiencing that culture and um, being, at a, being in the presence of things that were built like in the BC um, era. Um, this is 
it's kind of mind blowing. Um, so just being in that that atmosphere, it's pretty cool. So I would say Egypt. Wow, that's on my list. I've never been there before, but it's on my list. All right. So the next one thing, next thing is, what is the favorite? What is a favorite thing you like to do that doesn't involve making money? Um. Hmm, I'm a TV person, so I like to watch a lot of TV shows. It, it kind of helps me decompress or um, just get my mind off of certain things. Uh, one of my favorite shows that just started, just came back, was This Is Us. It just started back last week. If you watched that, I have not, and I'm behind. And I, I, I know. <laughs> so I'm told that I need to start from the beginning, though. Yeah, so you can you can understand the characters and you know understand them as people, <laughs> but that's one of my favorite family shows because they like this this conversation that we're having now. They touch on a lot of different uncomfortable conversations that people don't normally have, um, and it's good to see that on TV. So you can kind of, um, I guess, pull stuff from the show and implement it into your life or other lives or reflect on certain things um, in your upbringing and correct them. But that's one of my favorite shows right now. Yeah. Well, I'm, I made me another note. <laughs> I'll check that out too. <laughs> so I got All two right. things on my list to add. All right. So the next one is, what is one thing that makes you happy? One thing that makes me happy. I know there's probably lots of things, but one yeah. thing that makes you happy? I guess being content with who I am um, as a person, um, just early on, <clears throat> I guess, I don't know if it's normal, but it may be. You would just question, I guess the mistakes that you made in your past and kind of <clears throat> um, carry that burden with you. Um, but I guess just being happy with who I am and being comfortable with the person that I am in my own skin. Um, so I would just, I would say that. I love myself. that. I make myself That's, happy. So Yeah, that is big, the contentment. <laughs> Oof, I like it. All right. So the next one is, all right, this is the last one. So if you, well, actually, I'm sorry, there's two more. Uh, what is something that people wouldn't know about you just by looking at you? Hmm. That's a, that's like an open-ended question. Like, <laughs> um, just by looking at me? <clears throat> Could be anything. Um. I got two things, I guess. Um, I'm a nerd. Like, I know I got glasses on, but not all <laughs> nerds wear glasses. <laughs> but, yeah. like, I'm really, like, a nerdish type of person. Um, I research a lot. Um, if I have conversations with people and it's something I've never heard of or don't really know, I would go research it, Google it or whatever, and put it in my brain for storage. Um, um, I have like seven tattoos I don't know so mm. that's all I can think of by just looking at me so okay <laughs> thank you thanks for giving me two all uh, right and this last one here <laughs> is okay so if you had five hundred thousand dollars right now what are the first three things that you would do doesn't have to it's not about what's right or wrong just what would you do the first three things Uh, I would, I would figure out how to buy some type of property, um, that way that could be another stream of income that can make money without me doing anything. It's just, you know, you buy that. Um, I would definitely go on a vacation somewhere. Um, I will put X amount into my business to um, help it blossom more, um, create more content, 
possibly open up a storefront, something like that. Just elevate what I already have in place to um, help me achieve my goals in life. So that's three, I think. Okay, cool. Well, I love to hear it. I know sometimes we have to visualize, you know, what we will really do if certain things, you know, unexpectedly came into our lives. So it's good to already have something in mind about that. So thanks for sharing that. So next here, I'm just going to share a quick financial affirmation. So I've already shuffled them. So I'm just going to pick a random one and I'm just going to recite it to you. And then you can tell me the first thing that comes to your mind or share how it may relate to your own financial journey. So this one is, I let go of negative and toxic people. So 2020, <laughs> being in isolation myself, you just have time to reflect on certain things. Um, and that includes people and how those people could be possibly hindering you from um, elevation. Um, so you sometimes have to let go of um, objects that could be toxicating, that could be um, you know, habits, alcohol, drugs, or McDonald's or whatever, just those type of um, <laughs> negative things, but it can also include people. Um, certain people that you know, when you talk to them, they're gonna have, you know, when you say, you know, how's your day been? And if it's that person that that their day is always negative or they rarely have positive aspects on life um, in general, you might have to, um, I won't say cut them off completely depending on who they are, but just kind of, you know, uh, separate yourself from them if they're messing with your mental stability, I would say that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's very important. And I know sometimes, you know, people may think, well, Cleo, how does this letting go of negative and toxic people really play into money? But like you mentioned, you know, you have to let go of certain things. And sometimes it's hard to let go of people, especially if it's people that maybe have been in your life for a long time or that you love and care about. But then you have to start thinking about, just goes back to the shirt protecting my you know peace it's like yeah I may love this person and care about you but uh yeah you're stressing me out <laughs> and I can't really get to where I'm trying to go if I'm worried about you but you're actually you know being toxic and negative all the time yeah I know every day is not going to be perfect for any of us but overall you've got to be peaceful. <laughs> you've got to have, you know, that has to be like a goal of yours. And that's one of the reasons why I include that in financial affirmations, because you have to be mindful of the people you talk to every day, you're texting every day, who are you, you know, watching on social media or engaging with on social media. So it's like, you have to think about what are you really listening to and watching and, you know, is it really holding you back or helping you? So thank you for sharing your thoughts on that card and we have one final question here all right so i know sometimes we are asked you know what advice we would give our younger selves but i really want to know what advice would you give yourself right in this moment and this could be anything related to uh, your financial well-being so what would you tell yourself right now so I have a few, going back to my nerdish ways, I have like a library in my head that I keep affirmations in. Um, and one of them is um, life's a journey, trust the process. So <clears throat> in my mind, the journey that I'm on is already written. I'm just along for the ride. So <clears throat> that just help, helps me with, um, I, I guess accepting the things that may come up or will come up in the future. Um, just as long as I'm doing what I'm supposed to do and striving for my goals and taking care of the people around me that, you know, everything is going to work itself out. So I would just tell myself, just repeat to that, that affirmation that um, life's a journey and trust the process. 
you. I love that. I'm going to tell myself that as well, because sometimes I need that reminder. So thank you for sharing that with us. I'm sure there's people out there that can use that as well as they navigate through life. So uh, again, I want to thank you so much for being with us today and sharing all of your experiences and your knowledge. And I want you to tell us how people can connect with you and how we can support you. See, I have an Instagram page, um, Conrad's Apparel, or you can go to my website, it's www.conrad's, that's with a C, C-O-N-R-A-D-S, apparel.com to purchase or support, share, share the site, um, do whatever you please with it. Um, so that's how you can connect with me. Thank you so much. So again, you guys check out Eric and his amazing line of black empowerment shirts and hoodies at Conrad's Apparel on Instagram and Facebook and online at comradesappeal.com. And all the details will be in the show notes. And this is the end of the show. But before I go, I want you to remember, don't wonder what if, take a risk. Have an amazing day. You can be financially free with Cleo.